0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Burning Question series by Fantasy Football Scout. In this series, Pros and Isonaldo talk about the key hot topics for the week. With the double game week announcement, all of a sudden in the blank game week twenty five, we have some exciting news as well as another double game week twenty three coming up. Uh, Welcome, Pros, and welcome back to the Burning Question Show.
1: Well, thank you. Well. You know, uh, I was thinking yesterday, or was it Monday, when you and I were discussing that we have we don't have much to talk about right, this week because <laughs> uh, we talked about Arsenal City last week, and there's nothing else happening. So, and then all these doubles drop, so interesting. Again, back to back to burning questions, planning. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we were just t-
0: talking on uh, what content to do for today, and then boom, the the doubles dropped beautifully. So excited to talk about stuff. We've got obviously the 23, the 25 double. Maybe a little section on triple captaincy, but mainly about Arsenal City, uh, Liverpool as well, and maybe touch on um you know Everton and, and Wolves um, for the double gaming twenty-five. But without okay. further ado, the first slide we have is by the great Lego Mane. If you aren't following Lego Money on Twitter, he's um, does beautiful charts as you can see here. On the right side, I've just sort of listed what the doubles are for 25, just in case you aren't aware. First of all, this is a very rare
1: occurrence of a double and a blank being together, Pros, I think we got 32 last year. Mm-hmm. So usually when the FA Cup semi-final happens, it also leads to some doubles because it's it's typically a free midweek. It won't happen this season. So this may be the only time where we have a double and a blank together. Actually pretty likely to be the only time. So yeah, it's it's actually exciting and Normally, it's also a week where people look to free hit because it's just, you know, you can you can hop out of certain players, hop onto some doublers. We'll come to that as well. Yeah, I don't
0: think a lot of people will free hit in 25, but I saw FPL Joe, our good friend Joe, make a good point about maybe it is a good week to double up on the, you know, doublers as well as avoid the blanks in 25. So interesting point there. Personally, I'm not going to go there. Um, But just to be aware of the situation, the teams that are blanking for sure in 25 are Brentford, Brighton, United, and Newcastle. I think the important piece here is that we have a lot of United assets for, you know, this game week as well as Newcastle. Personally, I have a triple up, you know, so how do we maneuver around that and, and get to these exciting double game week assets? and? Without a doubt, Arsenal are a priority for every team, you know, this game week as well. Even hits, we're going to talk about it because maybe it is the time to take a hit, you know, maximize the double 23 as well as double 25. So uh, very interesting stuff coming up. Uh, I guess, um, you know, anything to add about this chart here we see?
1: Well, the fact that uh, Liverpool now have a double is going to be a big big talking point, because obviously Liverpool are completely out of form and, and, and you know, losing game after game. Um, so do you actually focus on them? How much do you change your strategy? I mean, people already have, for example, um, quite simply put, it's very hard to afford Kane, Haaland, Salah, and let's say Saka, mm. right? So that makes it difficult. So now you will have a dilemma where you're debating between shall I sacrifice Kane, which I think you and I both did last uh, last game week. It was for Bruno, but it makes us in a slightly better position to go for a Salah later. But others may say, look, I mean, Kane is delivering, Salah is not. So I'm just going to swerve it. And the other good thing is because Arsenal also double in 25, now it's not so desperate. So if you were so negative towards Liverpool and you don't want to go there, you don't have to because most people might captain Saka or Salah. So you can be on, on the soccer camp. So it's a very interesting dynamic of how game week 25 has come about. I think Liverpool one, we talked about it. It was, it was a 50-50 that this happens here. But the Arsenal one is very surprising. I mean, I we knew that they had the Everton game, which is basically a, was going to come at some point. But the Arsenal double in 25 now basically almost guarantees that they will now not double in game week 29 mm. which was you know the big double that we were going to talk about after the FA Cup quarter final so that then has implications on what will you do in game week 29 we're not going to cover it in this pod but it's interesting for the long time the long term planners to think about now what what does th- this mean for game week 29
0: I think an interesting point here is that Brighton do blank in 25 um, and a lot of, not a lot, but a couple of managers might've brought in Mitoma, you know, for his form and well deserved, I think, 11 points this game week. There is a chance that Brighton does a double in 26, Prost. Um Could you explain this situation? Or 26 or 27. Well, yes. I mean,
1: it's quite simple that they, they have a lot of doubles. They have three, un, un, uh, conf- well, three that they need to move and two might happen because they will miss game week 28 and 32 potentially. So they have five games to reschedule. There's a very good likelihood that 26, 27 will be a Brighton double. So in that case, if you are a
0: Mitoma holder, um, you know, obviously you're going to hold him through 23, 24, you know, would you carry on and hold him into 26, 27 or, or just We've have to go? Very
1: team dependent uh, mm-hmm. uh, territory. So Look, I mean, people have three Man United because of the double now. Mm-hmm. People have Trippier for sure. Some have one more. Then many have a non-playing player, whether that's Patterson or a Greenwood, somewhere, somewhere hiding, or even a Bueno is becoming a threat. So then that's already six players. Then you add Mitoma, that's seven. So you're now you're down to eight players for game week 25 not only do you have to get back to 11, now you don't have to get to 11. Let's say you want to get to 10. You also have to think about losing players who have a game, but have you want to get a better doubler. So like, for example, De Bruyne has a game, but people will want to go De Bruyne to Salah. Or, you know, if you can do it with Bruno, even better. But that's now, it, it changes how you how you view Game Week 25. But I would say if you were to lose players, I think losing Man United would should be the first priority after this Game Week they have good fixtures so again you it can backfire but i would think that if you were to hold players during the blank you would rather ho- hold a mitoma rashford and a trippier than a shaw or a bruno yeah, or a botman that would be my thinking so and this is assuming that there's no other blankers or you know no other non playing players in your squad so everybody needs to do the math uh, i think one other thing to talk about is in relation to liverpool is tonight's game which is Fulham versus uh, Sunderland, Sunderland at home, that also has big implications on Liverpool. Why? Because if Fulham lose to Sunderland, that means that Fulham are out of the FA Cup. And that means that their Game Week 28, which is Liverpool versus Fulham, becomes confirmed. So that is a game. So Game Week 28 then means that Liverpool not only have a double in 25, they have a confirmed fixture against Fulham at home in Game Week 28, and they have a confirmed fixture against Nottingham Forest in game week 32, which is basically the next three big blanks. Yep. So then it becomes a little bit interesting. Again, you don't have to hold Salah the whole period, but it'll be it'll make me want to commit to more Liverpool players for the double, just as a punt, because I'll also use them in game week 28. Yep. So the dynamics change based on the FA Cup result tonight. Yeah, the, la- the last time I
0: watched Sunderland is that Netflix documentary, to be honest. Um, but... <laughs> Apparently, right. I've been I've been reading somewhere they've had they have some young talent, some decent you know a decent squad. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, we're we're you know sort of rooting for Sunderland. I, w- I would like to have Liverpool play in 28 because. I'm I'm kind of, you know, not that down on their assets. I still believe in Liverpool, even though they're playing really bad right now. And I think it will also make the landscape more interesting because you'll see people, you know, having to hold on to Salah or make the decision to, you know, get off these Liverpool assets and, and this and that. So inter- interested Chaos. to see what happens tonight.
1: Chaos is always great. Chaos is great. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah. Now, having said that, just completing my thought on the FA Cup, even if Fulham win tonight it could still happen that they they you know they could lose to Leeds for example mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it, but that we won't know going into game week 25 because the FA cup fifth round is after the deadline of game week 25 so between game week 25 and 26 so then you will be a little bit cautious in fact it's a good time to go to my tweet if i don't know if you have it the the screenshot to just explain in terms of game week 25 what does it mean in terms of teams to target so the first thing you have it up yeah. So the first thing that was a thought was in terms of Wolves. Right. Wolves have good fixtures now. They have a double in game week twenty five. However, you don't want to overcommit because it's it's possible that they they have a blank in game week twenty eight. And the blank could be if Leeds beat Sunderland or Leeds beat Fulham. So if they beat them, then they will have a blank because Wolves versus Leeds will be a blank. So. In summary, you don't want to overcommit on Wolves. Wolves is not a great team to overcommit on anyway. So if you were to go buying defenders, Everton is a better buy because Everton have a double in game week 25. They have good fixtures between 25 and 28, and they have a confirmed fixture in game week 28. So that makes a bigger sort of, if you wanted to solve for 28 as well, you would solve for by going for a Tarkowski. And you saw Sean Dyche's performance against Arsenal, a masterclass <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is, you know, they come back down to earth in the next game. So we don't want to over invest. But I think Charkowski can be one player. Or for people like me who've got Patterson and are praying every single morning for his recovery. <laughs> um, these are players that you could look at as just enablers who could get you the game when you need it. Yeah, it's wild what a
0: what a new coach does. Not only the you know new manager bounds, but you know obviously a very defensive minded coach. That's excellent defensively as well. The the Patterson thing is very interesting because I think the Wolves game got announced first yesterday, um, and as a bueno owner, I was uh, sort of smirking at the fact that oh, we got a double, even though he he might get maybe less than ninety minutes, or you know hopefully he gets one start. I, I know he didn't start the previous game, but um the Everton you know double was announced right after and so it's looking good for Patterson owners as as soon as he does come back maybe he gets into the team maybe he doesn't i know Daesh doesn't like to rotate so we'll see what happens there but if they if he does play you know you've got a player in place for 25 as well as 28 so um, yeah
1: so yeah. Andy's in the chat he's saying Everton plays better by in 24 and Wolves in 23 absolutely wolves have a better fixture in 23 but my problem is in 23, you want to be playing your City, Arsenal, Trippier, or even Shaw. So you don't need those players in 23. You actually start needing them in 24 and more importantly, 25 and beyond. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing. And why I say don't overcommit is because after 25, pretty much everyone will want to get back on a second Newcastle defender. Because Newcastle again have a game in 28, they're, they they could blank in 32, but it, you know they're they're a good defense. We've been talking about Newcastle defense for a while, so why can't, just because of 25 we're now suddenly forgetting about Newcastle defenders? I think after 25 that'll be the defense to get. So we've moved from a place where two weeks ago there were no defenders, you know we were struggling to get a defender replacement for Cancelo, for example, to now a position where people could have lots of options. So you need to think about who are the defenders that you want to have in your five. One will be Trippier for sure. But after that, it's pretty open. You could go for a zero Arsenal defender in a triple attack. You could go for a second Newcastle defender later. You could go for Everton. You could go for a Man City defender if you wanted to go there. You could go for Trent ahead of the double. (laughs) So options galore suddenly in defence.
0: Yeah, Newcastle do play City in 26, though, and so it may be probably
1: after that. You could get into, fine, maybe fine from 27. But the fact of the matter is they have a game in 28 and they're a long-term holder. So that, that was the point. So then Liverpool I've already talked about, so you need to watch for tonight's game. Mm-hmm. And then I think if Fulham, as expected, there's like a 75% chance that Fulham win tonight. So I'm assuming that that this will be the case. Then I'm not going to go gung-ho on Liverpool, both for the reasons of form, but also the fact that you just never know. You don't want to overcommit on a team and then they blank in 28 again. Now, Liverpool's pricing is such that you can get on them and get to anybody else before 28. But still, you don't want to break your team for them, especially now that there's another doubler who you can captain, for example. So So that's... um, yeah
0: you make a good point on the price point because Darwin is actually much more attainable than people might think. He, I think he's 8.7 now and we have a lot of money in the bank or we can create a lot of money in the bank easily. So I can get to him from Mitrovic and you know I can get to Salah from KDB as well. So um I think they're all gettable players as well as you know Trent and Robbo as well. So very interested to see where we end up with
1: Liverpool assets. So Liverpool will be yeah. I think Darwin will be tricky because Mm -hmm. a lot can get to him either through a Kane downgrade or even a Mitrovic upgrade but for two reasons I don't like it number one people like Mitrovic and Kane they have a game in 25 so you're basically you're getting one extra game from from Darwin Mitrovic's game is home to Wolves I mean why would you sell him so Kane plays Chelsea but again long-term hold why would you do that Mm -hmm. so and the second problem is that it's in the news that both Firmino and and Jota are back in training so who is the one who will sort of lose most minutes out of those two coming back? It will be Darwin Nunes and and Gakpo. Who will be the one who benefits the most out of Firmino Jota coming back? Possibly possibly Salah. So therefore, I'm feeling happier that I can get to a Salah route better. And at the moment, absent any other information, I would think that <clears throat> the second best pick would be Trent, even though their defense is, you know, so How seasons change. I feel embarrassed to say that Trent is a good pick because of how they've been performing. But it's a double game week against two decent teams. I think that will be my second pick if I go there.
0: No, the first thing I was doing was tinkering with Trent and seeing ways to get him into my team. And, um, you know, just uh, you look at his last three game weeks, he's had had two points. Um, So it's not the most reassuring thing, but, you know... um, it's the same thing with City this week, right? A lot of people are afraid to bring in KDB. A lot, you know, maybe you have good reason not to bring in KDB, right? It could be a team structure thing, team de- dependency type of thing. But how can you not take a chance in FPL for a a City player, even though their rotation risk, e- even though they can get pepped when they have a double game week, and and the same goes for Liverpool. I, I mean, you know, two games for Trent. I think it, it's a chance that's worth taking, but. Obviously, um, you know, we don't have to triple up on them, as you mentioned, Pras. So uh, we'll see where we get yeah. there.
1: Yeah, Jota... Exactly. I think...
0: Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: Uh, no, I was going to say, on Liverpool, at the moment, there's nothing to do, right? I mean, they play Newcastle before. Uh, nobody is hopping on them immediately this week. This is more as you think about Game Week 25 and as you approach your team, you need to think about what is my 11 that I want to aspire to get by 25. So yeah. therefore, when people think about moves like... Can I do Martinelli to Odegaard or White to Gabriel? They need to roll forward and think how will I then get to a Salah if I want to get there? Mm-hmm. Can that can will I have money in the bank? Can I then maybe afford a Trent if he becomes an option by twenty five? That's why we're discussing it now. I think Liverpool options, you sit back, relax, watch them another two game weeks, um, and then you see just before the double where you want to go. Yeah, I agree. Arsenal, let's talk about once we get get there in a bit. Arsenal, let's talk about, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some tables as well. But let's go to ownership once uh, yeah, yeah. in terms of the players for 25. Okay. What we wanted to show here is that as soon as the, 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 the announcement landed, there was an <laughs> overwhelming sense of people sort of panicking that, you know, we, we were we were ready for 25 knowing what we knew. We Some of us even got uh, blankers like Bruno Fernandes or Mitoma. And now there's additional information and now we're not ready for 25. Well, I think the answer is that no one's ready for 25. No one is ready in the sense that the highest owned Liverpool asset is 7%. That is Salah. The highest owned Everton asset is Patterson, who's not even an asset. So, <laughs> um, you know, nobody has these players. You just need to determine your path. And I think at the moment, what this does is because the Arsenal double has landed, it has prioritized transfers very well. Mm. So the number one transfer priority is Arsenal. Double... Good game, double, and then no blank. So unquestionably, we are the best team to target. Then you can look at Man City because Man City have a double immediately. But then you have to keep in mind that even though they play in 25, their fixtures in the middle are great, but it's it's sandwiching the RB Leipzig Champions League game. Mm. So that makes our uh, City very difficult. So we'll come to discussing about City. But in terms of ownership, you're not really losing much in terms of your your Liverpool and other assets that are doubling. So where do you want to go? Should we talk about Arsenal? Should we talk about City? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting
0: sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase that's shopify.com slash special offer I just want to make two two things here um, before we go um, this is the top 100k ownership by the way
1: this is- um,
0: and I just want to you know give out a couple stats for, in terms of rank just pe- just for people who feel they're far away from let's say I don't know top top 100k right um, in you know in the top 100k Triple captain's been used 65%, bench Boots 22%, free hit 41%, and uh, wild card two has been used 15%. So a lot of chips have been already played, and I'm sure a lot of us are holding on to our other chips. You know, 46 points difference from top 10k to 100k, and 65 point difference from 100k to 500k. So there's enough time to you know move up the ranks and and make up ground and. Uh, just know that this is where where the you know players like us like people who might be watching this or or you know whoever's on twitter that's really into fpl can can move up the rank so i wouldn't be so down on on the numbers right now i know it's easy to say when you're when you're playing well but um you know keep chipping along and also the second point i want to make is that uh, as has sort of moved on and i want to do this midpoint but uh, he is still part of, F, you know, FF Scout family, and will be, you know, joining us for videos here and there. But uh, as if you're watching, if you're not watching, shout out to you. Um, and you know, I, I just want to, you know, thank you for all, all the help you've given me as well. So, guys, um, if you can, you know, uh, give as some love. Uh, he he is moving on to a cool marketing job, uh, I guess in the real world. So, uh, shout out as. Um, any any words for as pros?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we, we actually went to his uh, leaving drinks or, or dinner on, on Monday. So okay. uh, there were a bunch of us there, Chris, uh, Sam, uh, Harry, Jeff, and obviously, us. he's a very good darts player. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was a great evening. And yeah, big thanks to him. A lot of the video content that he does for Scout. And he's been, you know, when I started watching ScoutCast, he was one of the three who sort of pioneered or or, or did a lot of great stuff. So. And yeah, you, he's helped you and you and me a lot. So, yeah. um, we, you know, we will miss him. So, but he's not going very far. He'll still be where he is, and he'll still be doing black box and stuff. So,
0: yeah, cool, cool.
1: Okay, what are we doing? Arsenal City or Defenders? wherever uh andy is in the chat uh have we got past Salah's essential we've already said salah is absolutely essential 100 <laughs> uh, the only problem is that saka has a double as well now so we will be in the minority uh who will captain salah or we may captain salah shout out andy i i did i did see that he still owns salah somehow
0: that is that is pretty wild but um hopefully he pays pays you off for for gaming 25 um but <laughs> The ownership was what well, six
1: percent for for under seven. Sala, Andy. Every every a... game week, every beginning of the game week, I see one post by someone saying, "This is the week Salah will punish its <laughs> sellers. The, he is now a differential. It was thirty percent, then twenty, then fifteen, then ten, and now he's under five, under six. So he'll be back.
0: Yeah, he'll, uh, we'll see. Fine. Okay, um, very interesting stuff. Um, Arsenal. Where do we start? Top, you know, top three. You know, is it okay to take hits? You know, what are we thinking here? You can go ahead, Pras.
1: So maybe, do you have that table that uh, we shared on the stats for Arsenal and City players? Um, Yeah, it's up. Okay. So, look, the point is, at the moment, we need to sort of ignore the Everton result as a blip. We cannot see it It as anything more than Sean Dyche sort of... uh, putting in a masterclass so arsenal is still a great team great attack great defense so many assets but i think what has happened after the martinelli sub is i think clearly there's a minutes risk now i mean i think we were a lot more a lot less worried last week when it was an 80th minute sub and we said, look, losing last 10 minutes is important, but it's not the end of the world. But if you're getting off before 60 minutes, then you can miss a game. You know, like Trossard could start a game. So I think for Martinelli over, it's the biggest worry. I don't think it's still a fire sale. So let's say you're really behind on other stuff. Like you don't have the right arsenal. You don't have a second or third or you don't have a good third then look, I mean, you don't have to get rid of Martinelli, but I think it's time that you need to think about getting rid of Martinelli.
0: I think that, and... but on that, um, first of all, that game was a a low block game, right? So um, Martinelli is ineffective in games like this. I, like, sorry, Arsenal fans, he's amazing, right? And uh, I love Martinelli as well, but, you know, he's like the sun type of player. He needs that space behind and... I just think that there that Trossard is an elite player and there's going to be a time where maybe he doesn't start. Maybe he gets one start or, you know, there's rotation here at risk. And if you have a double game week 23 and a 25 guaranteed, maybe it is the time right now to make that move instead of waiting it even longer and dragging it on. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm sort of more in the camp that if you don't, if you want to hold Martinelli, that's fine. I understand that. But... If you think that you want to get to your top three Arsenal assets, and that might be Odegaard and Saka over Martinelli, I think this is the week to make the move, even for a minus four hit, personally. Yeah.
1: Fair, fair. I just, look, I I, I can't stomach minus fours for um, for good players. Martinelli is a good player. So things can change. But yeah, look, I don't disagree with you. I think I think it has reached the time where he's not the top five. So for me, top five is... In not in order right now. Saka, Inketia, Odegaard, White, and Gabriel. These are the five picks from Arsenal at the moment. Did mm-hmm. I miss anyone? Okay, you could add Zinchenko instead of White. So let's say these are the five. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in that five, then it's worth looking at a sideways move to get into that five for the reasons we've talked about. Double now, double in two weeks, no blank in 20, 28. So it's worth it. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think... Both Saka and Odegaard are top two. I think there's no disagreement there. Inketia would have been almost even number one, if not number two, if Jesus was not lurking in the background. So, as people who've already got Inketia, I'm actually very happy that the double has come because clearly you want to get like five games out of Inketia quickly. And then if he becomes a risk and Jesus comes back in 26, 27, fair enough. I mean, he can, yeah. he can then go.
0: I, I really like Enketi. I you know I'm happy that we brought him in last week. I think the he's played 90 minutes every single game since the restart, and if, it's like a psychological thing, right? If you think about Enketia, you know, making his entrance last towards the end of last season, and then Jesus comes this summer and he can't get any game time. Jesus is injured. Arteta is kind of like, you know, I've been holding you back. Go and unleash your skills or unleash your talent, right? So. I think he's a very good hold right now. I also still think he's a very good buy. I mean, his XGI, XG numbers compared to the midfielders are are way above. Insane. Um, insane. insane, exactly. And alongside Holland and two double game leagues coming, coming along. Regardless of Jesus, like, you should get, get to who you want. And he's the standout pick for me over... Saka and and Odegaard even because I get it they're midfielders they get, they might get more points you know a clean sheet point here and there but I want the goals and and the guy who's going to get the most goals I I still think is going to be enketia so I don't know if if you don't if you don't have him I would for example if you're trying to move off a Martial for example right I, I think Enkentia would be the perfect move for you so I'm very high up on on Enkentia for the next three look
1: games. I think on expected points I would put him on the top if not second for the this double and for the next double assuming Jesus is not back but then the decision for people getting him in now is that <clears throat> you want him until 28 and i think the likelihood that he becomes a problem before 28 is now looking fairly i mean i would say 50 50. Jesus could very well come back before game week 28 so then people are thinking fine i'll give up two three points to Odegaard but then it'll save me a transfer later so i can get it i personally i think if i if i was to look at minutes from now until game B 28, I would still say Saka number one, Odegaard number two. Uh, I'm not talking defenders yet. And then it'll be others, right? So, Nketiah, for that reason, won't be in my top two. And for that reason, it'll be Saka and Odegaard. I mean, look at the stats. Odegaard stats are good. I mean, 0.5 XGI per 90 is very good since the restart. But... For me still, Saka wins because of penalties. Saka wins because of the eye test, even though on on stats he's slightly lower. But on a per 90 basis, 0.03 is almost, you you know, it's negligible. So go for the guy who's on penalties. I mean, if you're getting five games in the next three game weeks, that is basically five out of 40. That's, you know, 12% of your season. Mm. So 12.5% of your season. So what you're saying is you need to have the penalty taker definitely over that period just for that extra benefit that that can get you so I think uh, I think that makes a difference but again Zoff is in the chat and he makes the point that captaincy in game week 25 affect your Arsenal picks I think it's it's a two-way street it affects your Liverpool picks and it affects your Arsenal picks so let's say you had no route to Saka but you have a route to Salah maybe then you don't have to be so desperate for a a Saka because you can captain Haaland this week and Salah that week but it works vice-versa. You don't have to get Salah if you go for a soccer because you can captain soccer that week. On the on the point that Zoff
0: makes about uh, captaincy in 25, let's quickly touch on triple captaincy. Obviously, um, triple captaincy in 23 was the play if you didn't do it in 20 and 22. But now there's options for 25. Um, and the turnaround, I think, is Sunday, Wednesday for, for City uh, with a lot of travel to, traveling to do. So... Has your mind shifted here a little bit? I think for me personally, you know, I'm. St- it's tough, right? I, th- I think it's hard to not cap- triple captain Holland, especially if you've been waiting this long. But that Arsenal double in 25 is very enticing, to say the least.
1: Problem is the Arsenal share points a lot. You don't know in that double who is the one who hauls. Is it Odegaard? Is it Martinelli in the minutes he plays? Is it Nketiah or is it Saka? So you, you, we are talking, we're having a discussion over Saka being the best, but it's best by a little bit. It's not best like Haaland is better than KDB yeah, or yeah. Rashford is better than anybody else at Man United. So you can go for a Saka, but I feel the points that because they're spread out, I'm not, I would still definitely f- think that Haaland is the better call. And then Salah is, look, I mean, again, it's an embarrassing discussion at this point. Uh, I think he's a good <laughs> candidate, but to suggest that you you triple captain Salah over Haaland right now is it's a little bit laughable. So we're not going to discuss it. Yeah. But I think it's worth playing it next week if if Holland is fit. You just go for it. Goes That's back a... to again mm-hmm. when we were discussing Rashford last week. It goes back to you don't know what you don't know. You lead up to the double, and Arsenal have lost three in a three in a row. Liverpool continue to look look sluggish and then you're like, okay, do I use my triple captain or not? Mm. So heading into it, if you feel it, just go for it. And there's no better option than Haaland for me anyway. Yeah. That's a very good point you make about the
0: points being spread because Odegaard actually is very similar in terms of, you know, goals and assists combined with soccer this season. And, you know, you look back two, three seasons ago, or even last season, um, at short you know, at for City, for example, they they had you know, Foden scoring, Gundogan scoring, the Silva scoring—all these different types of players scoring—and and you know the goals are spread out. This year is obviously different with Holland, but similar effect for for man uh, for Arsenal as well, where where you know Odegaard's taking part, Martinelli beginning of the season, you know Saka here and there. So yeah, I guess um, you know the more confident pick would be twenty-three TC for Holland.
1: Yeah, yeah. So let's let's go to a few burning questions for Aston, and then a few burning questions for City. And then I also want to spend time on free hit twenty-five, because I see discussion in the chat. Kamzi is talking about it. I want to I, I don't think we covered it in enough depth um on on why a free hit could make sense, pros and cons. Um so let's let's do that after. So first let's go to burning questions for for us now. A lot of people are thinking about Martinelli. We talked about that. So I think we've landed on maybe Martinelli even for a hit could make sense because you're setting up till game week 28. T- tell me about White, because you and I both have White, and if there's a defender's chart you can put up. Yeah. White is a tricky one, because, you know, it's not like he's losing a lot of minutes, and we talked about it last week, that losing a little bit of minutes is actually not a bad thing, because you can concede a last-minute goal and, you know, get your Trippier style uh, clean sheet, which is, uh, which is not bad. But the problem is... What if he starts to miss? A lot of fans are saying that he, you know, he put in another bad performance against Everton. And basically his spot is, you know, Tomiyasu is lurking very, very strongly. Yeah. So you don't want to be in a position where heading into a game week, double game week, you don't have a third player from the league leaders. So what's your thoughts? Yeah. So White, since game week 17, had
0: one forty-five minute appearance due to a yellow card against United. He had a 58-minute, 59-minute, should have been 60-minute appearance. He's had, uh, I think, a 85-minute, and then I can't remember the rest, but the, there was only like two or three 90-minute you know, games. And Tomiyasu is obviously capable of starting that team. Arteta hasn't really rotated this year, so I don't think he loses his place that easily. Maybe he gets the occasional one benching or so, but that one benching probably means he comes into the game. So his minutes are are a big risk. And when you have all these great Arsenal options, I mean already three or four off the top of my head, three attacking, you know, players plus Gabriel, you know, what are you what are you doing here, right? Like you have two double game weeks coming up. If you're going to make the switch now, you make the switch or you just you know, it's not it's a sort of a luxury move. I get it, but it doesn't fill me with confidence to to keep white. I know I can make the argument the other way as well, but personally, you know, I'm looking at Zinchenko. I'm looking at Gabriel. I, I really think that uh, Gabriel is a very sensible minus four move to do. You're getting 90 minutes every single game, and the Zinchenko one just excites me, right? Just super up high up the pitch, inverted four, inverted wing back. His minutes aren't assured either right? But still, it's better than White. He's still definitely going to get over 60 minutes, as long as he stays fit. So it's exciting, right? Or you move off Arsenal defense, and you go with three attack, at, at, you know, with Odegaard, Saka, and, and Ketia, for example. But I, I'm sort of towards the boat that if I have the luxury or, or the, you know, ability to take a minus four to get off White, I'm, I'm for it. But yeah, how about yourself? But
1: minus four is not, then not a luxury. I mean, you can always take a minus four and do a transfer. Mm-hmm. as long as you have the money. I mean, if you're on minus four, that luxury is another minus four for a minus eight. So it's always just four points. Yeah. Sorry, and, you,
0: know, you know what I mean. It's just... Uh, yeah, but...
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, first, let's talk about defenders, right? I mean, who do we have? We we said that a lot more defenders are now coming into consideration. So obviously, we've, we've got this chart here with Trippier, obviously, monster numbers in XA um, with a total XGI of 7.3. This is from the beginning of the season. And this is not per 90, this is total. So he's expected to have been involved in 7.3 goals or assists. He's in fact done better. I mean, he's he's got five, so actually he's still underperforming. Trent is actually doing very poorly. So his XGI is very high, but his actual goals plus assist is only two. So that's fairly low. But Trent's numbers are good. So we talked about Liverpool, we won't do that again. Then there's Perisic, Robertson, Cher from Newcastle is doing very well. Then you have Gabriel. I mean, look at the guy's XG. His XG is 2.9 for the season. That means he should have scored almost three goals. He's already scored two. He should have scored three goals. So that's basically, he's the highest of all defenders. So if you want a goal-scoring defender, then Gabriel is your defender. This is why yeah, but, a lot of... Sorry, well, sorry to cut you off, but I think
0: his 2.92 XG is... All from you know corner kicks and yeah, headers, right? That's fine. That's fine. It doesn't right? matter how it's, it comes. Is a, It is a high amount of chances he's getting off. It, obviously, his movement's probably great. Like he's getting in the box, blah blah blah, right? But these header goals are hard to really predict. Same with penalties. So I I, ju- I just don't feel like that's a legitimate strong the strongest argument for getting getting in Gabriel. I think the minutes thing is a much more you know convincing argument than his XG ability with his header
1: because I just think it's unpredictable. Those I, Look, when it's Ake and the guy's nowhere in the XG chart and he scores an FA Cup goal, that's unpredictable because any defender can get a header headed goal. Mm-hmm. But when somebody's already showing you based on underlying data that he's getting ahead, he's, he's attacking the corners, then for me, Gabriel scoring is not unexpected. He's been doing it season after season. Last season, he scored five goals. Mm. So... You know, for me, Gabriel has attacking threat. It's not the attacking threat that we think of with Trent and Trippier. It's the other attacking threat that we think of with Craig Dawson or with John Terry. So I think there is, you know, that's that's the point. And if you have the guy for a very long time, which includes five games in the next three and then until game week 28, that, you know, he could justify it. Fair, fair. So this was my point about Gabriel that it, it is not so sideways. He's a very, very attacking from set pieces defender. He's more expensive. So you need to sort of think about the, you know, can you afford the, the, the path that you want to get to by game week 28, 25? The other thing to talk about is white is actually not too bad in terms of attacking data, but all of it is coming from XA. So you, we've seen some of the overlapping runs from Saka and then he crosses the ball. So he's actually doing okay this year. In terms of attacking stats, it's all X minutes with with White. So if yeah. you believe that he's not gonna get the minutes, then do it. But don't do it because he's basically only getting you six points. Because he, you know, this is showing that he does have a small assist or or you know in him over this period if he gets minutes, and he has got two assists already for the season. So this was the point of showing this slide. But I think one other point you made is very interesting, and that's something that I am debating, is just kill the white position. Turn white into Tarkowski or Trent or a city <laughs> defender, and get Odegaard and get triple attack, because the the attack is so cheap, and fairly nailed, especially for people like me who don't have Odegaard. Odegaard's ownership you saw already in 100k is 60. Yeah, yeah, it's just going to get annoying if you own <laughs> if you own Saka in Ketty and Odegaard gets a 17 pointer. Yeah, it's 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 going to be highly annoying. And I know these things are not really logic. But I'm just thinking that if I'm going to go for Arsenal, I just want to go for all the attackers that, that can get me points. And I want green arrows from every goal they score.
0: Okay, so how how, how would you get there, right? Because it's going to take hits to get there, probably. And if we all have one free transfer this game week, you're willing to take like a minus
1: eight this week? Or you're trying to spread? Minus four. I can take a minus four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can take white up to anyone. So mm-hmm. it could be Trent. If, if, for example, Fulham go out tonight, then I know my move. I already know my move. It, it's it's White to Trent and uh, Bruno to Odegaard. But mm-hmm. if Liverpool, if, if Fulham are still in the FA Cup, then I might debate getting a third City player, which could be Akanji or Ake. Uh, and then I could get uh, Odegaard. So that's my thinking. We'll come to my team. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, do I need to go for Gabriel in the first place or just kill that spot altogether? So that's uh, Arsenal. What else are we missing? Double defense. Some people have Ramsdale or Gabriel and White. Wow, really? I think defense is good as well. I think Arsenal defense is good enough that you can you can rely on it. There is also counter argument that as you get closer to the end, I mean we've seen that in the past with the Liverpool teams that or Liverpool team that won the Premier League, um, or with the with the City teams, you tend to get more defensive the longer it goes on because you want to protect. That lead points matter more than goals. So, there is an argument to say that you know Arsenal defenders could become useful, but in that case, yeah, you deal with it then. Fair. Um, any more Arsenal burning questions? No, so your my top three would be Saka, Odegaard, and Gabriel. Uh, if and it would be Nketi as number three for the short term, and Gabriel number three for the long term so depends on your holding horizon yeah is that fair for your your picks yeah yeah my 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 ideal three what would what would yours be yeah I think Enketia, Saka
0: and one of Odegaard or Gabriel I think I think Saka is just uh, a better pick than Odegaard Um, Odegaard could outscore him but just the just having Saka in your team is very reassuring because he can also score from sort of like maybe not worldies but outside the box type of things and and last week I made the point that one of the things that like I like about Odegaard is in games like this against Everton where Martinelli will struggle because he doesn't have the space Odegaard can sort of play the creator role but I think Sokka can do the same as well I think he's just as involved in in games with low blocks so I, I, I I prefer Sokka over Odegaard personally.
1: For me, it's just depends, man. And the minutes. And the pens, I mean, yeah. the guy will keep playing uh, minute after minute. I mean, we've seen so many times he he gets a knock. I mean, he had that I thing. They're just so desperate to keep him on the pitch. He does a lot both on both ends of the pitch. And then when you add penalties as well, I think clearly but then Saka is more expensive. So I can completely understand people going in their setup if they want to hold on to a cane, for example, that they don't go for a Saka. I think that's that's fine.
0: Odegaard also did come off the game. Um, I think it was for Jorginho. Um, uh, Vieira. Vieira, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. one to watch there. Um, likely won't come off the game, but maybe when they have to, they're winning and they want to lock up a game, he'll get less minutes or something like that. So,
1: Honestly, the closer they get to this and Europe starts, I think everyone is under minutes threat. I think Odegaard, Saka are not under starting threat. Unlike Martinelli and possibly White. So anyway, fair enough. What I wanted to do to close Arsenal is let's look at their fixtures. So they've got Brighton at home, Man City at home. So we agree that the Man City game is better for defenders, right? Because I'm expecting a cagey game. Or is that... Actually, it's very hard to call the Man City game. It could be be 2-2 or it could be nil-nil. But the way Man City are playing... I don't know why I feel that it's it's a 1-0, 1-1 kind of game. It's not going to be a lot of goals. Both teams are going to be suspect. But Brentford at home, good game for attackers and defenders. Game week 24, I think is a better game for attackers. It's Aston Villa away. Because Villa do, you know, they they do have a goal in them, but look how they were against Leicester. I'd be more optimistic as a owner of triple attack than double defense, for example. Then they play Leicester away. That is definitely a game better for attackers than for defenders. Leicester, again, attacking, but leaky. Then you have the Everton at home. Uh, I mean, that maybe you can argue better <laughs> for defenders, given how Sean Daesh will set up. Um, But then it's at home. So you'd expect Arsenal mm. to attack. Bournemouth at home, much better for attackers. Fulham away, much better for attackers. Crystal Palace at home, I think good for both. So what, what I wanted to do is basically, I think all these games apart from Man City at home is good for attackers, but there's a few that are not great for defenders like Fulham away, like Leicester away, Aston Villa away. So therefore, I mean, I'm just sort of getting convinced to go triple attack. <laughs> I like how you're talking yourself into it right now. So, yeah. So anyway, let's yep. go to Man City. Um Man City, of course, everyone has Haaland. Um, so there's two talking points here, mainly. There's a talking point on the second Man City. Second Man City, because a lot of people went for the hokey-cokey De Bruyne to uh, Bruno, mm-hmm. and now are debating, is it even worth getting De Bruyne back? And then the second talking point is, who is the third Man City? Or do you even go for a third if you don't have one already? Do you bother with a defender when we don't know if Ake is nailed or Kanji is nailed, if Laporte comes back, Diaz comes back? um or is mares i mean he had a sub 60 minute subst- uh, substitution and apparently there was um, there was some comments on twitter by some journalists that pep was not happy with mares at half time so you know could he be the guy who gets the you know the the the, the cold shoulder and and uh, this guy uh, bernardo silva plays on the right so these are my two questions what do you think i mean people people who went off de bruyne do they go back um
0: it's it's hard right i think it's hard to i think if you just right now look at bruno versus kdb you'd be insane to say kdb is the better asset um no. but no, no bruno right,
1: just, bruno's playing well right bruno's playing well yeah. and um he had one bruno got one penalty no other xg created in the whole game yeah, but so bruno's good
0: that's not, he's not well,
1: i i wait for my point right because
0: yeah. KDB did come on for 30 minutes, and he was the only one that was trying to create stuff. And, and he didn't look like KDB in his prime, but looked decent. But again, I go back to the point where I made earlier. If you're sort of committed to this hokey cokey, like FPL, you, you need to take this chance, right? You need to take this chance to attack a Man City double because... When else are you going to have Man City doubles? Like very, very okay like occasionally, right? And I you know, as a KDB and Mars owner, I feel very confident going into this week, even if they don't get the minutes that I expect. You know, it's a it's a good, you know, reassuring feeling to have two Man City attacking assets and the two best attacking assets at this point in time going into a double game week. So for me, I I would make the move, but it's hard to say
1: because Bruno's also playing well at this moment in time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the, the okay. Let me ask another question. So they they went Brun, uh, De Bruyne to Bruno. Should they go back to De Bruyne or should they go over to Maris?
0: I think KDB. I think KDB. Because I think KDB's minutes are a little more re- reassuring. I know he did he didn't start. I think two of the last three games, but part of it was according to Luke some tactical, you know, you know, three at the back type of thing. But
1: it was both I, Spurs games. Both, both fighters. Exactly. Both, both three at the back.
0: Yeah. And he just... I there is an inclination that I, I hope Morris gets both games, but there is there's a very good chance that he gets benched for one, maybe even two. So um the Morris coming off no, not early. Two. Not not two, but think, Morris coming off early was scary. And the the game before Um sorry, they play... they play Aston Villa, right? So Aston Villa is obviously not an easy fixture. I think Emery does a good job of, you know, sort of catering and tactically making his team, you know, play well against the stronger teams. But there's a very short turnaround. So you feel like they're not going to, you know, go out with their best starting 11 and sort of try to manage minutes before the big Arsenal game. So it's tough to say, but I feel like KDB is the better choice than, than Mars because of minutes.
1: I, I totally agree. I think there's no need to panic on KDB. He's going to play both games, in my view. Um, what happens after that is a question mark. Because again, when they play Forest, I believe he missed the last Forest game as well because they played five at the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's those are the only three games De Bruyne has missed, which is the, basically the the teams that played five at the back. But that is in the middle of the Champions League. Anything is possible there. Even Haaland could miss a game. In fact, I think it's very possible that Haaland misses a game. So I think the worry with City is exactly this that you overcommit on three and then they become worries for you in t- you know, there's also game weeks in between. And then in the pivotal Game Week twenty five, when you actually need your player, you know, Mares is then benched and not seen in Game Week twenty five against Bournemouth yeah. and you're left with play fielding nine players. I get it. So I this is it. my problem yeah. with City. Yeah. So I'm almost debating. This is why I said City defender could be an option, but I'm also thinking maybe I don't go there at all. Um, And I look for another defender. So it's it's, it's a question mark at the moment. And I think I'm not too hot on anybody outside of City, not just for this week, beyond as well. So I'm happy to own De Bruyne this week. But I think after this, I'm happy that Salah has a double that I can get off De Bruyne soon, back to Salah. And then I can spend the Salah money. If he's blanking in 28, then I, suddenly everything is open. I can go back to Kane, back to our discussion on, you know, why are we selling Kane? There's always options to go back. So I'm happy to get off Man City after this double. And luckily, because they blank in 28, I, we don't really have to worry about them during this Champions League phase where anything can happen. Yeah, man. There's I mean, a lot of games coming up.
0: Champions League right after Game Week 24 as well. So uh, exactly. it, is a, it is a very short-term type of thing. And... I guess the counter argument to the point I was making is that yeah you, you know I want to attack the two fixtures but you know if you're not going to guarantee two fixtures and it's a short term move maybe the triple up is it could be dangerous
1: but again the potential is there right so fair 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 and on KDB Rohan makes the point they don't always play five at the back anymore so um, the uh, so maybe De Bruyne is fine for Forrest as well so that, I think that yeah. Sorry, a lot of
0: people just just on the city defense are very high up on Akanji's minutes. D- do you feel like he's a decent pick, but like no. you could get
1: other defenders from other teams for for you know for that place, right? Exactly. And Diaz plays one game, the one against Villa, and then you're stuck with basically having kanji for that. No, I may still go there. Like I mentioned, I could go Odegaard and kanji. I could go there, but I have zero conviction. I don't want them for beyond this week. I don't want any third city player for beyond this week. I don't want De Bruyne for beyond Game Week 24. So this is basically making me a little bit skeptical. If you're on it, I think you're on Mares, it's great. There's no reason to worry. You just go there. But at the moment we're trying to we're trying to shuffle between shall I attack first shall I attack Arsenal? Then basically I need to think about how I'm positioned for Game Week 25. And then third priority for me comes into shall I overcommit on Man City? Even though they have a game in 25, I mean, Pep has gone completely crazy. I mean, especially <laughs> on the backdrop of what's happening with the, uh, you know, with the Premier League sanctions. I mean, nothing's going to happen. But this stuff disturbs you, right? I mean, in terms of the camp, people talk about it. What's going to happen? Uh, it's not a happy place, and I, I can easily see Arsenal beating them in yeah. in the in the second game.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the tension is there, and um, getting rid of Cancelo, I still do not understand. Like Lewis, Lewis is. A good potential player can become a great player, but he's not even close to the level of Cancelo. So um, that that is a wild, wild thing that's happened. Plus, KDB being benched for the Spurs game was, you know... Call me crazy, but yeah, We can
1: spell a whole pod uh, debating what Pep does. But anyway, uh, some people still have Cancelo. I saw Zoff's comment. He still has Cancelo. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, that's your cash cow, right? I mean, you now know what you need to do. Uh, lots of places you can go. But yeah, it's another fire you need to fight. I think people who have these problems will just have to accept that a hit is incoming this week.
0: Okay, so for example, if you had, let's say, two Arsenal, to City this game week... You would agree Arsenal
1: is the the priority or oh, yeah. Arsenal is yeah. number one priority. Yeah. If you don't have a third, in fact that has to be your transfer. The rest are all hits. I mean, if you want to get there. You have to have three Arsenal this week. Okay. How about a third city for a hit? Can work. If it's if you know, like I'm talking about getting a third city. I could just go, for example, Bruno to Mares, that was my original plan. So you can do it without a hit. But if you need a hit I don't love it because I don't think that hit will work as such that it will get you enough points to justify the hit. And then also you can rely on it in game week 25 because it's going to be a transfer out very, very soon. You will have to be taking out your not only your Man United players, your Newcastle players, but also your your potentially your second and third city players as well by 25. Fair.
0: Okay. Any other city questions you have?
1: No, I think I think we've covered it. Uh, people are thinking about Saka captain this week. I wouldn't... It's Despite what we've said, that Arsenal could easily win. I mean, we're talking about Haaland, right? I mean, he could score a hat-trick against Villa. And then what? So I I wouldn't personally look at a Saka captain. It's a little crazy, but I can also see if somebody wanted to go there. I mean, Saka, we talked about the fact that they share points. So Haaland gets most of City's goals. So why would you why would you do that? But I can see some people looking at Saka. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, should Teams? we do defenders or
1: straight to bus team we're nearing the I think we did the hour. defenders, right? We yep. talked about Gabriel and others. Yep.
0: Plus teams? Yep. Okay, we have your team up process. If you can read it out and tell us what you're planning.
1: Um, second, let me load it up. Okay, so I have Kepa in goal. Um, I have White, Trippier, and Shaw in defense. I have Saka, De Bruyne, Rashford, Bruno in midfield. And then I have Mitrovic Inketia, and Haaland in captain. Um, as it is, I've even debated just leaving it and not doing anything. Because I have, I have three Arsenal, I have two City, um, the Man United guys play Leeds. So there is a world in which if Le- if Man United, you know, absolutely steamroll Leeds tonight and Leeds look really, you know, they've lost Jesse Marsh. So it's possible, any Leeds could turn up tonight. So it would influence what I'm thinking about for the next game week. The Fulham game against Sunderland will influence what I think about the next game week. My original plan move was Bruno to Mahrez, but if, you know, Leeds completely look like they're only low blocking, then I want a second attacker against Leeds on Saturday. So I'm, I may keep Bruno and just do white to Gabriel um, as my only move. Um Or I could think about Shaw to Akanji if I wanted as my one move, or I could think about Bruno to Mares or um, a hit involving move like I talked about, which is going white to Akanji and Bruno to Odegaard. Or I could do something opposite, which is Bruno to Tomares and White to Gabriel. Everything is around White Shaw and Fernandez. These are the three guys, and I could make zero to two transfers between them. That's where <laughs> I'm. All up in the air. Nice. Yeah.
0: Any uh any news on Patterson? By the way, is is he coming back soon? Nothing.
1: No, no. I mean, with Patterson, I mean, he, you know. With all due respect, it's not the biggest name to follow for journalists. So with him, it's just going to be, you're going to see training pictures and you say, oh, there, that's Patterson. So <laughs> whenever that happens, then we'll know that he's back. But you know, it's not like actively people are asking Daesh every week, when when is Patterson back? It's not like a Jesus, right? So um, we'll just see him training. And if we don't see him, that means he's not there. Yeah.
0: Uh, let me see your team. Anything Interesting.
1: Andreas over Mitrovic at all? No chance? Oh, no, of course not. Yeah. On penalties, even though he's bad at penalties, he's not even Forrest at home. This is the week where keeping Mitrovic, I hope, is going to count because he plays Forest at home and then Wolves at home in 25. I definitely intend to keep him for both of them. Um, and, and one question in the chat uh, from, from Zoff is Kanji over Ake. I don't think I've made up my mind yet on Akanji over Ake. This is all based on Luke saying that Laporte could come in for Ake in some of the easier games. So basically there's a little bit of a fear that Laporte comes in against Villa and then Ake plays against Arsenal. Um so yeah. Okay. And Kamzi's Mitrovic to Alvarez. Well, if 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 it's said in the news that Alvarez is starting, I will I'll, I'll be happy to start him against Villa and go for that Alvarez spot. Yeah, but they're playing, I think,
0: on Sunday, so you'll not you will
1: probably As in playing. if Pep says. But yeah. no, I won't go there. Yeah. Obviously kidding. Okay. okay,
0: team is very similar I've got Kepa and Goal um, Trippier, Shaw and White midfield KDB, Mares, Bruno, Rashford up top Holland and Ketia and Mitrovic on the bench I've got Botman Andreas and Bueno Botman is starting to become a problem um, for future Gaming 25 I think the move for me is to get that third Arsenal spot So that would probably just mean Fernandez to Saka and and try to keep it simple. But I am very interested in the white to Zinchenko or white to Gabriel move for a minus four as well this game week. And if I do it, it should be this game week. Um, But as we were talking today, the idea of having Odegaard, Saka, and Nketiah is also very enticing. So I haven't really thought through that move. But if there is a move to do that in minus four, which seems unlikely, uh, I might consider that as well.
1: Sorry, because which one is I the I minus
0: two? It would be just White to Gabriel or White to Zinchenko. But I think to get to Saka, Odegaard, and Nketiah would be a minus eight because there's I I'd only have two Arsenal right now. And I've gotten away with two Arsenal, basically. have been very lucky with it.
1: I mean, you haven't had Martinelli, so you don't have a fire to put out. So in a way, it's okay. I mean, you could have had Martinelli and no points as yeah. your third Arsenal. Um, so... Let's say Bruno scores a brace tonight and Leeds look completely off. What are you going to do then? Still sell him? I mean, yeah, there's no other option. I mean, you could go Mars to Saka. No, no chance. Then we'd have the same team? No chance.
0: Definitely not. I definitely want Mars for the double. He's already in place, you know? I
1: get it. I get it. I'm just yeah. trying to sort of think... Um, Okay. It's a good, I mean, it's, it's a good, it's good setup. I
0: I feel I feel like I I'm in a good place. It's just I don't want to overthink it, you know.
1: No, so, absolutely. Okay. I think I think it's fine. You've got you're decently covered for uh 25 as well. I mean other than I mean I have Ming's you have Botman. This is similar, right? I mean both Bueno and Patterson are semi useless right now. For on and by any, the way, oh, Bueno oh, I uh-huh. I sorry. I didn't say one thing. Uh-huh. On Bueno, people got worried this week because uh Eight Nuri played. Yeah. But I was reading on Scout, Neil wrote an article where apparently Eight Nouri is like a specialist for Salah. <laughs> so he played because they were playing Liverpool. So it doesn't mean that they he's lost his place to Eight Nouri. It was because he always prefers to start Eight Nuri against Salah. So what this means is for double game twenty-five. Maybe the Liverpool game is the one where Atenori starts and you Bueno owners could get the other game, which is also Fulham, but still. So there's hope for people who have Bueno. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, that's music to my ears. Um, but okay, let's do some questions for us. I think we've got a lot of right. questions. Yeah. Go on then.
1: Is Rico Lewis' discussion complete from Zike? Rico will play one game out of out of two probably. You can't rely him with on him on uh, game week twenty five, and you will have to deal with him for the blank in game week twenty eight. So I don't like it at all. Like unless you're so desperate to get a Saka that it's the only way that you can afford it, then fine. You just you you say that's what I have to do. But as a pick by choice, I don't see I don't see at all the upside.
0: Start Burn or Shaw.
1: Newcastle's playing Bournemouth away. Shaw is playing Leeds away. Shaw for sure. With the attacking upside, I mean, against Palace, Shaw was so attacking. I mean, he got one assist, but he could have like he had good numbers. Who Uh, Trent over Robertson? So for game week twenty five, for me, it's always Trent because of set pieces. His his chance creation is much higher. Um, so that, I mean, I have another question on defend my TA pick. I'm only saying I'll pick TA if sit, if uh, tonight we know that Liverpool have a confirmed game in 28. We could, if Fulham go out. Only then I would go for Trent. I realize that Liverpool are looking terrible. But what I'm trying to say is why I like Trent is because he's the most creative in the team and there is upside in terms of him being nailed which Nunes doesn't have if Jota and, and Diaz are back and Firmino are back. And so therefore, for me, he becomes the second best pick from Liverpool. And I don't mind jumping a little bit earlier if I know that they have a game in 28 as well.
0: Nice. Maures or Odegaard? Odegaard. Odegaard, for sure. Rhys James return Nice. Yeah, yeah, we should talk about this. Um, It's nice to have Kepa in place. We've got that. He's playing in 25, 28. Rhys James, maybe? comes back into the fold
1: if there were no doubles in 25 I think I was really looking at getting James back in at some point for maybe even Shaw but I think now we've talked about the fact that there's you will hold on to Trippier you will hold on to um maybe a, an Arsenal defender so then you know where is where is your priority essentially yeah yeah would you go for that Liverpool defender would you go for another Newcastle defender would you have a City defender in place it becomes a little bit tricky. I know some people like Abdul, I know, still holds James. I think it's a great place oh, to be see. if he can make it past 60 minutes. But James is always a good pick, man. I mean, if Chelsea's time will come after game with 25, Chelsea Newcastle will be the teams to target and Brighton. No, Varon. I I, Varun, I
0: don't want to go Botman to Gabriel because I want a midfielder from, from Arsenal. Okay, anything else?
1: No, I think uh, I think we've covered everything. Mitoma, every time it comes up, he's a good pick, man. I mean, keep picking him. If you have him, you're lucky. If you don't have him, it's very difficult to get to him right now. Um, he, after game week 25, people will be taking hits for him. So I think you should keep him if you have him, even, even if it means playing one player less. Uh, he has scored two goals of three shots. I mean, I have to say as a salty non-owner, He's taken three shots in the last two games and he scored two goals. Uh, but look, it is what it is. He's uh, he's he's delivering. Okay,
0: we've got one more. Um, White to Gabriel or Marshall Tony to Darwin.
1: I don't like either of them. Mm. Just as the one. I mean, surely there's other problems. I mean, Tony to Nketia could be better, unless you have. Uh... Yeah, I would just do Marshall Tony to Katia problem solved. But maybe he already has three Arsenal. This right. is where team specific doesn't really work. Right. Um, yeah, I think I think I think okay. we can stop it. Yeah. I, I yeah. wanted to say one one other thing before we go. Okay. Um So there is, um, uh, you know, that uh, on Twitter there, that we do this game week thirty nine, which is which is a charity event where we go play. Uh, a football match uh, at the Castle v- Vale Stadium in Birmingham. So this year, it's going to be 3rd of June. And this time, there'll be a men's game and a women's game. So I just wanted to give a shout out to the to the work that Ash and Benny are doing. Uh, the website is www.gw39northvsouth.co.uk. So, I mean, I encourage anybody based in the UK or wants to travel for it to come support the game, uh, buy a ticket. And if you're not then you can, you know, contribute as a non-ticket donation as well. So all the proceeds 100% go to Street Child United. So check out more details. But I wanted to give a shout out now um, that, you know, it's a fantastic thing. Last year, we raised over 4,000 pounds. It was a great day out. So I'd encourage people to get involved. Yeah, that is uh, at FPL
0: hints, Ash. So shout out, Ash. And um, I know I was... uh watching from afar last year when you were taking part of the Pros and it looked really fun and uh, i was like kind of watching the live stream as well with that uh, with andy um, commentating i do want to make um so got, for those who may not be aware i do live in seoul south korea but i'm looking to get to the uk um hopefully this year and you know see you as well as as everyone else so maybe game 39 is would be a good time for me to travel Ooh, there as well so, nice nice yeah yeah definitely okay thank you guys for Excellent. joining um really appreciate everyone It was a big group today which was kind of unexpected um but thank you Zolf, saying thank you to our friends and everyone else cam z good to see you uh, we will talk to you guys next week and good luck for this game week
1: bye